Now, before we move on to the main big topics we're covering today, we have Dr. Porig Walsh, a CEO of QQI. He's steered and directed QQI over the last 10 years. Porig would like to reflect on some of the system achievements and some new initiatives in quality and qualifications, and how working in tandem and partnership with many organizations here today is, is a critical success factor for the future. Dr. Borg Walsh. Uh, thanks very much. Conscious that I'm standing between uh, you and your coffee, so I'll get through this as quickly as I can. Uh, it's a great pleasure to welcome everybody to QQI's first uh, in person event since February 2020, which actually was held here as well. And it's wonderful to see so many colleagues here. But we're only sorry that the registration for the event had to close early as registration reached the conference centre capacity here by mid-September. I think this not only shows the demand for people to get back to in-person events, but is also testimony to the wonderful array of uh, speakers, to our poster presenters, and to the quality of the programme that Karina uh, Maguire and her colleagues in the partnership division in QQI have put together for the event. As the QQI chair outlined earlier, this year is a very special one for QQI, where we celebrate our 10th anniversary on the 6th of November next. That date also, however, will coincide with the end of term for a number of our board members. I'd particularly like to thank the QQI chair, Joanne Harmon, our international member, Dr. Barbara Brittingham, and members Mary Danaher, Thomas McDermott, Dr. Anne Walsh and Dr. Neva Riley for all their work on behalf of QQI over the past five to ten years. As you've seen, the theme for the conference is strengthening strategic partnerships to affect system change. That theme comes directly from QQI's statement of strategy 2224, where we've identified four key priorities that will guide us over that three-year period. Over the course of that strategy, our four priorities are in the areas of information, protection, development, and insight. To advance those priorities, we're relying on two key enablers, to strengthen strategic partnerships to affect system change, and also to build organizational excellence. Well, one of my colleagues from uh, DCU previously asked me what I hope to get out of this event. One of the things that I said is that we have a huge range of stakeholders. And QQI can only do so much. In many cases, all we can do is rent the hall. But I think the advantage is we can bring together an extremely wide range of stakeholders. So today, having gone through the attendance list, we have representatives from public and private higher education institutions, from our education and training boards, from community and voluntary sector providers, private further education and training organizations, awarding bodies, international quality assurance and qualifications bodies, student, higher education and industry representative bodies, advocacy bodies, our government department and state agencies. In addition, with the new functions bestowed upon us in the Qualifications and Quality Assurance Act 2019, we are, we are also now working with the English language education sector on a statutory basis for the first time, and many of them are represented here also. We also work very closely with other state agencies, particularly with our colleagues in the Further Education and Training Authority, SOLAS, and the Higher Education Authority. 
When the new Department of Further and Higher Education, Research, Innovation and Science a mouthful, was established in 2020 by the current government, QQI uniquely had points of intersection with the Further Education, Higher Education and Research and Innovation divisions of that department. We therefore feel well placed to contribute to the government's ambition to progress the development of a more unified tertiary education system. In the decades since QQI's establishment, there have been huge changes in the education and training landscape. We have seen, for instance, the establishment of five new technological universities formed from 13 former institutes of technology. Six of our publicly funded universities are now led by female presidents, 50%, the uh, highest in the European Union, where only three years ago that figure was zero. You have, of course, already heard from Linda Doyle from our oldest university, Trinity College, this morning. And tomorrow you'll hear from Orla Flynn, president of one of our newest universities, Atlantic Technological University. Since 2013, in the further education and training space, 33 vocational education committees and FOSS have been transformed into 16 regional education and training boards. But in addition to such structural changes, we've seen the seismic impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on education and training in 2020 to 22. That disruption allowed our educational institutions a chance to demonstrate that they were capable of pivoting overnight to remote teaching and learning and to ensure that students were still able to complete their programmes of study on time. What QQI particularly learned from that event was the crucial importance of partnership. Led by the government department, a cross-sectoral steering group of provider and student representative bodies, agencies and other service providers worked closely together over 2020 and 21, meeting mostly on a weekly basis, to oversee the issues that COVID-19 was posing and identified and solved many of the challenges posed. In August of 2020, QQI produced and published a 180-page analysis of the impacts of COVID-19 in Ireland on education, within Ireland and globally. Key to that timely publication were the input, however, from our partners, particularly from the further and higher education providers and from the student representative bodies. This clearly formed our thinking when we were developing our new strategy last year and led us to identify the key enabler of strengthening strategic partnerships to affect system change. That ultimately led to the theme for this year's anniversary conference. QQI stakeholders are well aware of our role as a quality assurance body through our collaborations in particular with the European Association for Quality Assurance and Higher Education, ENQA, and our partner agencies such as QAA in the UK and TEXA in Australia, all of whom are participating in our conference this week. And I'd like to take this opportunity to wish our colleagues in QAA in the UK a special 25th birthday wishes. It takes a lot for quangos to get to uh, 10 years, 25 years is certainly an achievement. Over the past two years, QQI has completed the inaugural quality review of all 16 education and training boards, the reports of the last three ETBs will issue next month, and we've committed to the publication of a sectoral report that will highlight the key themes that have arisen from these reviews. I'm delighted that the jo joint chairs of that sectoral review team, David Jones and Frieda Engeveld, will be presenting their experience of the reviews later this morning. 
QQI is also coming to the latter stages of the current Kintra review cycle for higher, higher education institutions. And that cycle has included the first quality reviews of the newly established technological universities with the publication of the TU Dublin report. But QQI is also a qualifications authority and an awarding body of qualifications in our own right, particularly for further education and training in the private higher education sector. We also cherish our responsibility as the body responsible for the promotion, maintenance and further development of the Irish National Framework of Qualifications, which will be celebrating its 20th anniversary next year. As one of our uh, key strategic priorities, we are committed to providing better information and opportunities for learners. We recognise that Qualifax, the national learners database that we host, already provides vital information on the opportunities for learners in the areas of further and higher education and apprenticeship, which are key to the development of a more unified tertiary education system. However, the Qualifax interface and presentation layout is outdated, and we are currently working on the development of a refreshed and more responsive website that will be of assistance, we hope, to learners in time for the start of the academic year beginning September 2023. We've also uh, further developed the Irish Register of Qualifications, which contain all of the quality assured further and higher education qualifications included in the NFQ from all awarding bodies, universities, technological universities, institutes of technologies, and from all providers who offer QQI awards, such as the Education and Training Boards, community and voluntary sector providers, and private further education and training in higher education providers. Since our establishment, we've also developed key partnerships with professional statutory and regulatory bodies, the PSRBs. This was vitally important during the COVID-19 era, when the issue of student placements became a real challenge. More recently, we've seen the challenges posed for providers and learners due to the separate processes of academic validation by awarding bodies and programme accreditation by professional recognition bodies. QQI is committed to continue to work with the PSORBs on our principles for accreditation to ensure that these processes complement each other for the benefit of the learner and the protection of uh, citizens. The area of protection for learners is key to other parts of QQI's strategy. Over the past year, we've been working on the infrastructure that is needed for the authorisation of an international education mark for higher education and English language education providers. This will require regulations to be in place for due diligence assessment of private providers offering services, for the establishment of a statutory learner protection fund in the event that providers cease to provide programmes and for the evaluation of providers' adherence to statutory codes of practice for the provision of higher education and English language education to international learners. We are well advanced on these developments and expect to be able to open an application window for an international education mark early in the new year. My colleague Jim Murray will brief the conference on these developments this afternoon. QQI's mission commits us to sustaining public confidence in the quality, integrity and reputation of Ireland's further and higher education providers and their qualifications. This confidence is threatened by the challenges to academic integrity posed by the insidious nature of international essay mills that seek to entice students into contract cheating through offering to write assignments that students later pass off as their own work. This is an international phenomenon that particularly threatens the Anglophone world. With the new functions assigned to QQI in 2019 related to contract cheating, 
we immediately set about establishing a national academic integrity network name, which was led by and populated by representatives of all public and private higher education providers and by student representatives. We quickly recognised the global nature of these threats and have worked very closely since 29 with colleagues from the UK, wider within Europe and also in Australia. This work culminated in the launch this afternoon by the Minister for Further and Higher Education, Simon Harris, of a global academic integrity network, GAIN, and we are delighted to have many international colleagues from that network joining us and presenting at our conference today and tomorrow. Before we break for coffee, I would like to sincerely thank my colleagues in QQI who have worked so hard to make this event possible, in particular to the members of the partnership team, Karina Maguire, Laura Flynn, Alison Quinn, Sue Hackett, Gronia Mooney, Mairead Boland, Duncan Keegan and Quiva Marshall, and to all the other colleagues from uh, QQI. So to thank our speakers in particular uh, this morning, I got the bus uh, into work on the way and I did notice an advert looking to attract uh, Irish uh, people to work in the European institutions. You always learn something from Tony Conway. Thanks very much. Sir.